Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name's Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, how is your week going? It's going good, man. Good. Um, let's see. We've got... What do we have this week? I'm just cleaning up the house and getting the backyard ready. And uh, okay. we're having some people over on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be, you know, it's just basically just domestic house stuff this week intermixed with work and all that. Yeah. So, you know, pretty pretty easy going. Yeah, me, me, uh, same here. Um, pretty normal week. Just doing some improv. Uh, just How's regular. improv going these days? It's good. You it's seem good. to be doing it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a lot of improv right now. I've kind of just like thrown like my weekends are basically packed with DJ gigs. Um and so I've just decided to like during the week just kind of throw myself into comedy. I'm trying to go to a show or or do a show every night just to kind of make up for lost time with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to like get the reps in and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I've been doing it a lot. Uh we had Herald Night last night and that was that went good. Um good show. Yeah, fun stuff. Improv's going really well. I'm 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 loving it gonna go to a show tonight see some buds play and then that's you know it's uh it's gonna be a good night yeah sounds fun yeah man i miss um, yeah. i miss living up there and just having oh, access yeah. to that like it mm-hmm. drives me nuts that i just san diego has improv comedy but like one of mm-hmm. the main ones is a clean um oh, theater and i'm like <laughs> i what's the point of that yeah <laughs> why limit yourself like exactly like you know like, <laughs> like i get it for like certain people it's like if that's your bag like totally get it if you just don't like the profane or whatever like i yeah. i i know some people that are just like i just don't i'm like it's cool it's not mm-hmm. it's not for everybody but like improv is just it's the wild west so like why not like yeah. be able to do, it's like Red Dead like be able to go wherever you want to go exactly that's the fun of improv is it, 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 it's all in the moment and it could go anywhere mm-hmm. uh, so, there's a yeah, weird I, energy to it at live shows that like I 100%. feel it in my gut I love it it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dude yeah it, it's a ton of fun um well, yeah, you got you got to come up for a show soon. Oh, I'm 100. I'm going to, and AJ and I were talking about it, and we were like, we'll just come up for the day or the night or whatever, and just come yeah, see 100%. you, hang out, like grab dinner, and then just drive back or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, and then I want to come up because we need to see some movies this summer. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. There's some good <sighs> stuff coming out, so good. Uh, we it's definitely have to be go. a pretty good summer, man. Oh, dude, it's gonna be sick. Um, I'm ready. Mm-hmm, me too. I'm ready. All right. Yeah. So we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy today, so let's power through this the couple news updates we do have it. and get right to it. Yeah? Let's do it. Let's get through the appetizer and get to the meal. All right. Um, Mortal Kombat 2 casting. Carl Urban is in final talks to play Johnny Cage. Um, I love this casting. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it's great. Um, I think especially if they're going for like a Johnny Cage that's been around for a while and is yeah. kind of like in like the you know the the third quarter of his career um i i like that casting a lot um especially if they're planning to try to kind of anchor the movie around that character i think that's a great choice uh, which i think carl with urban's carl great. urban's star power right now is a very smart move mm-hmm. yeah he's great and i buy him like i buy his physicality um even though i don't think he's a martial artist in any way like i kind of buy him as like oh, yeah. a physical person and uh, stuff like I that from like the boys and he stuff. strikes me as more of like a box like a good like boxer yeah. Boxer, like, you know what I mean? Sure, like he yeah. likes to stand up and hit you. Like, yeah, yeah. None of this tumbling on the ground bullshit. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm just gonna punch you in the face. I'm just face. gonna punch you bare knuckle. <laughs> yeah. In a ring that's made out of ropes, where men with top hats and beard yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So actually, uh, now I kind of want to see that British boxing movie starring Carl Irvin. 
that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be like it. a late, just, like a Victorian era, like just yeah. boxing movie. That'd be just dope. Two out, two hours of that opening sequence from the uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yes, <laughs> just two hours of that. Starring yes, Carl Urban. Oh, please. Uh, speaking that. of Robert Downey Jr., yeah. uh, he's in uh, the new uh, Oppenheimer trailer. Yes, have you seen the trailer? I have, yeah. I saw Dude. it when I saw Guardians. Yeah. Uh, it played before Guardians. And, and that movie looks like it's going to be tense and oh. go- great. And I can't wait. <laughs> I am... I honestly was looking it back and I was like, I never thought mm-hmm. that the guy that I watched as the bad guy in Red Eye would mm-hmm. ever turn out to be like this... Like Because when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he's an intriguing actor. I like him. There's something about Kelly Murphy that I'm like, oh... Uh-huh. Like there's something about him, and then yeah. as like I'm starting, I'm really as he's going, like I'm really enjoying his later this like mid stage of his career. Oh yeah, no, he's, you know what I mean. I think with Peaky yeah, Blinders totally. and Oppenheimer, and like he's yeah. killing it right now. He was even really good in Inception. Oh um, my god, yes, I, I like him a lot. Scarecrow, I, I remember the first yes, Scarecrow, so um, good. He was really good in. Um, Speaking of never thought I'd see him be at this level, uh, mm-hmm. when he was when my first introduction to him was Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh yes, and uh, I would have never thought. I just thought he was just some random sort of Irish actor guy. I'd have never thought that he would end up being like sort of like a Hollywood. You know, he's he's not exactly a household name, but he is no. a, a a a respected Hollywood name that he, like is in a lot of shit, and he's a really good actor. He's really talented. He's amazing. And, he's really recog- he's yeah. recognizable though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people that don't know his name, if you showed him a picture, and you'd be like that guy, and they'd be like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. I love that guy. And it's like mm-hmm. everybody loves that guy. Yeah, and he has a uh, he has range too. I think he he can play like a very like because you know in 28 days later he's a very vulnerable kind of like fish out of water kind of guy mm-hmm. but then in other movies like seemingly like oppenheimer and then a scarecrow like he kind of has this like menacing kind of charisma to him like he's just he's great he's it's great. like manic yes <laughs> like dangerous manic energy yeah you don't know his next move and that's no, dangerous he's you know squirrely I mean? <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's great uh i, 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 I want to see him keep doing stuff oppenheimer yeah. looks Amazing! It looks like it's incredibly well shot. Uh, I can't wait to see Robert Downey Jr. in it. He looks like he's doing good work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this looks—it just looks great. It looks like it's going to be one of those movies. It, I mean, it's a Nolan movie. It's going to deliver. It's going to be good. It's a plus. One more cinema. Do you want? Like yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? If <laughs> you don't like it, all cylinders. if you don't like yeah. it, then you don't like the art of movies. Like exactly. I just exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, Nolan, he's just he's just great. He's, he's great. solid every time he, he just goes delivers out. He's, every time, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred uh, percent. And our season what two else? is going to cover the three days before Rogue One in its last three episodes, so that'll be fun. Great, nice yeah. little prequel, and then I'm sure we'll see a bunch of bumps on Rogue One viewerships because I know I'm planning to watch it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, what else did we need to we cover? Um, oh, the writer strike is 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 well underway. Yep. Uh, a bunch of shows that are current that were currently in production have now halted, including Blade. Um, what Ring, else? Rings uh, of Power is still going to shoot, though. I guess all their episodes are written. Apparently, apparently I don't know. Apparently, with, they're, they're doing it without showrunners and writers on set. 
Yeah, which so it's producers could, taking over everything. <laughs> yeah, so which could be bad. Say goodbye to that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's gonna be hero. It's gonna be hero season two all over oh, again. Ouch! Um, or yeah. uh, Walking Dead season two. Yep. Where you spent uh, the entire season going, is something gonna happen? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Why are we on this farm? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy cast members will appear in Superman Legacy. This is uh, uh, James Gunn's mm-hmm. Superman movie. Which he finished. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but he finished the script and turned it in a week before the writer's strike happened. Yep, so it smart. doesn't affect its production schedule. Yeah, and he's the writer, so uh, on the movie, uh, like I'm sure there won't be any issues script-wise in terms of getting, you know, the stuff translated well. Even though the writers can't write right now, um, cool. I wonder. I mean, <laughs> James Gunn has his usuals. He likes to throw in. He likes to throw in his brother. He uh-huh. likes Michael Rooker. Uh huh. Um, he Nathan seems to Fillion. Like- he loves Nathan Fillion. We all uh, love so, Nathan yeah. Fillion. We all love Nathan Fillion. I've heard. I've had a few Weeby friends Regular. that have run into Nathan Fillion. They said he's like a. Uh-huh. Re- he's nice, but he's a really weird guy. And you're like, and I'm I like, totally believe and that. I'm like, yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's not. A, he's a comedic actor, so he's yes. even even more weird. With a very um, cult following. Yes, exactly. The hammer is um, my penis. Favorite line he's ever said. The hammer is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Superman movie. I think yeah. it's going to be, gonna uh, be fun. a ton of fun. Uh, I'm just excited right. to see like who the casting is going to be for Superman because that's such a big role. It's such an iconic role, you know. It and is. like only a few people. Well, there's starting to be more people thanks to the CW. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, as you say, it's a handful of people that have worn the cape. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. just like Batman. Um, 100%. And it, you know. It's just exciting me to see what's going on. I'm especially, and this is what I was going to say, this is all I will say about this before we get to it, but after watching Guardians, Guardians made me, my takeaway was, it, one of the takeaways I had was it made me very excited about James Gunn's DC stuff, just 100%. to see what he is capable of and the quality control he's capable of and the self-editing yes. that he's capable of, of doing yeah. and making it and 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 what he's capable of truly when there's no one to tell him no. Yeah, I think um, I read a I read a a, a pull quote from uh, from a review of Guardians. I can't remember who it was. Some kind of internet outlet, maybe IGN or, uh-huh. or one of those channels. One of that our said usuals. basically, yeah, exactly. Um, that said basically the reason why uh, 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 this person who was writing this thinks that Guardians. Is is a Guardians Three is a successful successful movie is because James Gunn knows that he prioritizes making a James Gunn film first and then making a Marvel film second, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, a great take and I think uh, makes me very excited about the future of DC because he yeah he's someone who not just not just values a James Gunn uh, making a James Gunn movie but just values people directors and filmmakers and writers and stuff making a movie through their voice first and then funneling it through the DC lens and I think that's important I think that's that's one of the reasons why I think the Marvel quality is, has dipped lately is because everyone is just kind of serving the format and there's mm-hmm. not really anyone taking any swings anymore and I think that's why the Sam Raimi uh, Doctor Strange was like the last Marvel movie I was like really into oh my god I uh, was like 
Oh, I watched it the other day, and I was like, what a f- breath of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> like, that movie is truly, I think, uh, it, it, it's a bummer that it had to, it was a COVID production, and, mm-hmm. and it kind of suffered from some of the COVID yeah. things, but it still, still was made like... an amazing movie. It was amazing. It was like a fresh take. It was it was good. I like that movie a lot. That's why, again, um, after I watched it, I was like, yeah, Strange is my new guy in the Avengers yeah, lineup. Like, yeah. AJ's he, mad great. at me because she's like, he was mine first. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have anybody anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not stealing him from you. I'm coming with you. Yeah. I'm joining in. <laughs> I'm joining um, your team. Uh, That being said, another show, Daredevil, has Mm -hmm. now uh, been halted uh, because of the writer's strike. And that's to be expected. Andor's Uh, Andor's paused as well. Andor's well. Um, I'm trying to think. The only other bit of news is uh, Tom that I have is Tom Hiddleston and Mark Hamill are going to star in a Stephen King adaptation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, great. All right. I'd love to see both of those two in a film together or TV show. It's a property that I'm not familiar with. So, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I like that Mark uh, Hamill's having a resurgence. Yes, I like that too. He's a great like, actor. He's always kind of been around. He's popped in and out sure. and been like, "Hey, I'm still a thing." And then like, and then he goes back to his voice acting career. And then he'll. I be was going like, to say, yeah, he's yeah. been killing no, it in voice he's acting a for the past thirty voice acting years. Career. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like no. He invented <laughs> the modern like our concept of the modern Joker. hundred percent. Mark yeah. Hamill, you Heath Ledger, like you know Jared Leto, you can trace all of that back to Mark Hamill's Joker. Like, it 100%. all comes yeah. from that. Um, yeah. God, I love him. And that's honestly, yeah, it's one of the few great. voices that I can do, and I do it so well, and I love it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> I, it's so much fun. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, but yeah, Mark Hamill has had a very prolific voice acting career, but I like that he's kind of popped in and out of these different projects and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a live action thing every once in a while. And now it's like he's paired up with Tom Hiddleston, which if I was Tom Hiddleston, I'd be like, I get to act with Luke Skywalker. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle myself. Yeah, I know, right? Tom Hiddleston actually would have been a great choice for Joker at one point. Um, Ooh, he has that big smile, too. And the and the kind of the angular features and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like kind of the pointy. He kind, he kind of looks like the uh, animated series Joker. <laughs> he does like a little pointy, bit, yeah. The pointy He has a longer face. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been a good choice. That would have been uh, a good choice. Point. That's a good pull, dude. Um. All right. Uh, that's all the news I, I have. have. Writer, yeah, writers are on strike. I have it real quick. Uh, Tom yep. Hiddleston as the Joker with John Hamm as Batman. Oh, yeah, you're talking my language. <laughs> Just give me that movie. Um, yeah, give me that movie. Uh, I think uh, if, if by the time we get around to doing Batman Beyond, um, I think that'll be really interesting to see what direction they go in with Batman casting. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, my dream casting was was always um, Clint Eastwood, but I think he's kind of aged out of it. Yeah. By the time they get around to that, I don't think he'll be up for it anymore. He's already too, like... He's like, already no. very, very old. <clears throat> frail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, very frail. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which direction uh, they end up going with that. Because I think there are a couple actors now that by the time they start making that movie, you could totally age them up into it. And I think John, John Hamm is probably one of them. John Hamm would be um, great. Um, uh, but yeah. I need to see him as Batman. Yeah. Like, that, I, I he, need, he has I to need, play Batman I at some point. It. Like, he's just. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is ever going to get to James Gunn, but like, I, yeah. I need it. Like, yeah. real bad. Like a drug. Like, it's. I need to see what that would look like on screen in a way that yeah. like, is meaningful, please. And we know what his Bruce Wayne would be like. Like we've oh. watched him on Mad Men for seven years. Like he 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 he's great, man. Yeah. Just just oh. make him just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, and please 
please let him grow his five o'clock shadow out so it's Batman with a five o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. So it's just Batman that's been working for like three mm-hmm. straight days and he hasn't had a chance to shower and he's just been beating criminals up for like, you know, just constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would, I would love that. Um, be great. Oh man. Yeah. They need to do Batman. Make Beyond him like a techie Batman. Yep. Just got now, like the yeah, fun batterings that, and stuff. Yeah. Now, and now that, uh, you could even do, I mean, Batman Beyond would be an amazing movie. You could mm. even do it as a series if you wanted to. Sure. Like, if you, if now you want to be the, boring about it. Yeah, I mean, but now that we're in the era of you know, you know, two hundred million dollar TV shows, like you could do it as a streaming show, and I think it'd be really cool, Um, especially because so much fun of that show was like exploring future Gotham. Yeah, and so I think having it be a series would really allow that to breathe and kind of learn the world and get reintroduced to the future versions of all these characters and stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, or Um, give us a game. Yeah. Or give us a game. A game would be sick. A Batman Beyond game would be so fun. That would sell so uh, so well. Yep. Um, all right, cool. Hey, you have anything else before we jump into Guardians? Uh, no, oh, just real quick, an observation that I had. Um, I watched the, uh, obviously the Indiana Jones trailer was on uh, the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I rewatched that. And I will say, to be fair, this is more, now that I was forced to watch the full trailer, mm-hmm. I'm actually excited to... I'm a little bit excited to see if they can make me believe in Indiana Jones again. Yeah, I I think the movie will be good. Um, Will it be something that, like, will it be a great Indiana Jones movie? I don't know. Like, is it going to be the movie that makes me go, I I believe in this franchise again? I don't know. But I think the movie, based on the trailer, is going to at least be... It's it's well-made, obviously, um, it's shot really well. All the all the stuff, the effects, and like all the action stuff you, I see in the trailer, like looks really good to me. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good, enjoyable movie. But is it going to be like a return to form for this franchise? I don't know. <laughs> I don't we'll see. Th- I don't think so. But I <laughs> yeah. think it's going. I think they're trying with this movie to make people believe in Indiana Jones again. Yes. You know. And I will say mm-hmm. that after I watched it, I was like, okay. So this is mm-hmm. where I'm at, and I've actually changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, obviously, is the OG, but why yeah. don't we do Indiana Jones like James Bond? Yeah, just get a new Get a different recast. actor. And yeah. every I adventure totally is a should. solo adventure. There's no shared universe, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like you can do cold. We could bring the cold open back in a big way. Yep. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Where we just always enter, like, where's Indiana Jones now? What adventure is he on? Which adventure will we not be able to see that we're only in the tail end of, you know? Yeah. Like, I, that would be fun, and I think it would be good. And I don't think you should pick Chris Pratt for it, but no, I, I think there's a guy out there that has that rugged – because you got to have what Harrison Ford has, and it's that grumpy, mm-hmm. rugged Carpenter's, like, sex appeal. Yeah. You yeah. need that. Yeah, someone who'd rather not be, like, treasure hunting but feels obligated. You know what I mean? He'd yeah. rather just be at home and everyone just fucking mind their yeah, business. Yeah, everything but like, in <laughs> his way is just like a, oh, fuck this? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's an inconvenience. Like everything yeah, exactly. It's just Harrison Ford being like, oh, why can't I just go get it? Yeah, exactly. And I love you it. Need and, that for but sure. you need like the and I think it would be great especially with today's technology and don't don't do uh do paranormal but don't do aliens. 
Right. Stay away from aliens, but do like the Spear of Destiny and like, you know, take Mm -hmm. it back to his World War II. So he's always like he's always constantly fighting the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be fun. I agree. I agree. I think they should just, yeah, recast and and just reboot it. and and Take what they were going to do do with Bond. Yeah, definitely. Take what they were trying to like do with Uncharted. Take a dash mm-hmm. of Uncharted, sprinkle a little bit of that in there with a little bit mm-hmm. of Disney's like movie magic, and then cast mm-hmm. a new guy, and I think you've got your dude. Yeah, I agree. Uh, totally. I um, certainly would eat up. I would eat up an Indiana Jones franchise, like one every three yeah. years, where it's just like a new adventure of him. I'd be like, yeah, let's do this, man. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Just do it like recast Ron. Sala, get the whole char- like recast the whole thing, but keep the characters. Mm-hmm. But that's what you work with, and mm-hmm. then you expand from there. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, we saw a film this week. We um, certainly did. <laughs> the third installment of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise from Disney and Marvel. James Gunn's farewell James Gunn's letter to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so going into this, what were your expectations, uh, reactions to trailers? Were you, were you looking forward to this? What was your, what was your take going in? <sighs> I was positive about it. I. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to be. It's James Gunn. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so good, <laughs> dude. If you had shown me a James Gunn movie, like the first Guardians movie when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. there were no such thing as comic book movies, like though they tried them in the seventies and then they tried them again in the end, they just didn't work. So we didn't have mm-hmm. anything. It was years out from X Men being a thing in two thousand and three. I. And if you'd shown me Guardians of the Galaxy and would have been like, this is the level of what comic book movies will be, I was mm-hmm. like, I would, it would have blown my mind. Yeah, um, but, I'm, I've, I, but as we've been talking about, Marvel movies have been around for a while, so there's a certain bar that needs to be set, and Marvel movies haven't been meeting it. And mm-hmm. I think that's due to studio interference and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, um, some bad writing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I was, I wasn't, I wasn't like top of the mountain pumped for this movie I was a little mm-hmm. cautious because of all the interference and I'd been we've been burned so many times with the last couple of movies mm-hmm. so I was like we'll see it's gonna be good but like we'll see and then the trailers kept getting better and I was like okay we'll do this and then when I went into the movie I was like just open minded like let's just see where this goes but I expected to have my heart jerked around a lot and I was right mm-hmm. and at the end 100%. I loved it I thought it was a great movie i think it's one of the one of the top five marvel movies of all time yeah uh so going into this i was yeah i was optimistic about it because james gunn i I believe i'm a james gunn believer oh yeah um uh he he built this franchise and so i trusted him to stick the landing um i was coming off a few back-to-back marvel disappointments um with ant-man two or three ant-man three and um Thor, uh, and, and you know the yeah, the Love and Thunder, the movies that we've we've been talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, going into this movie, uh, this movie was um, I had no expectations of what this movie was going to be, which I think was also great, especially going into like the third, maybe final like movie of this franchise. Mm-hmm. It was nice not to know which direction they were going in. 
Um, I knew it was going to be emotional just by the trailer and the, the song choice that they use, which I love too. In the trailer, they use that version of "Since You've Been Gone," yeah, and they and like they did this big cinematic version of it, and, and I was like, oh, this is going to be an emotional movie. Um, I expected um, some characters to die, uh, and we'll we'll talk about uh, what ends up actually ends up happening. But um, I expected for it to be emotional, and it was. Um, but it still was a Guardians movie. It still made time for jokes and for action. And when it did all of those things, they were all satisfying. Nothing felt like... like all, To me, all the humor landed. All the action was good. Um, the tone was consistent. I thought the, the uh, James Gunn is a master of like balancing um, very goofy, like kind of... Um, a uh, broad in a good way, very because it it it, it, it it's uh, ex- humor that plays for everyone. Um, he's very good at doing like very goofy broad humor, but grounding it in like very emotional characters, mm-hmm. and like and then balancing all of that with like the the, the stuff you want from a Guardians movie: the, the spacey action, the the quips and the the one liners and the heroic moments, all that stuff. Uh, he balances it all really, really, really well in this movie. It, the movie is a little long. Um, and you do feel it a little bit. Um, did you? I felt it. I felt oh, it. Oh, I didn't. Sure. I was locked in the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I felt it around... I felt like... It's it's usually around the middle. And, and it was for this movie for me. Um, I think um, we spent... I mean, there's kind of a lot in the, in the, in the beginning, too. I feel like we... I don't know. I feel like it 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 didn't drag, but I I did feel like oh there was probably some tightening up of this they could have done, but I didn't mind it because a it's it's probably the last of this we'll ever see, and b I think um, these characters have earned enough in the last two iterations of this by being so likable and and, and I'm so invested in these characters that I don't mind spending extra time with them. Yeah. Um so it was long and I felt it but I didn't I didn't mind it. And also I went to a late screening so that probably had something that to do with it. That also probably had something to do. I went at 11:20 a.m. I was like, let's oh, okay. do this. Okay, so you yeah. were yeah, I my screening started at 9:30 p.m. So Ooh, I got out of the movie yeah. at midnight. <laughs> oh no, I I smoked yeah. a joint and then went to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Woo, let's do this." <laughs> I am ready for this. Yeah. Um <laughs> So I yeah, had a soda. All all, <laughs> I was like, let's yeah. Like I'm here. 100 percent Yeah, so all in all, I dude, I thought it was great. Um, I think James Gunn is a you know, he's a phenomenal movie director, and I think he made a phenomenal movie. Um let's dive into it, shall we? Let's do uh, it. and talk about it in spoilerific detail. Um nobody dies in this movie. None of the main cast dies in this movie. I was shocked. Uh, me too. I um I wasn't disappointed though, but no. I was I was shocked that it didn't happen. I was yeah. like, I for sure thought at least one or two of these people were gonna die. I hundred percent would have lost money. And there were some there were some head fakes. There were some moments mm-hmm. where we thought some characters were gonna die. Uh specifically uh, with Peter Quill. I yeah. thought he was dead uh oh, yeah. at that point. When the point when he bloated, I was like, Oh wow, they showed like, that oh, to wow. show that he's dead. That's insane. Yes, exactly. I, I really thought he was dead. And if he would have died, I, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. I understand why they didn't kill kill him from like a cause let's let's be honest. This from movie, a money standpoint? From a money standpoint for a let's leave the door open because we don't know what's gonna happen in the future with these movies. Plus we want if any of these characters are, I mean, all of them are going to return for when they do like the the um, the big 
um, war movie where Secret all, all invasion. the Secret, Secret invasion, war. all that Secret War. Yeah, when they do that, all these characters are probably going to show up. But like, if you had to choose one, it, it, money wise, it would probably be Chris Pratt. That would make the most sense. So it makes sense not to kill him. Also, if I'm being honest, even though none of the main characters die in this movie, it is still a very emotionally heavy and at times dour. Not dour in the sense of there's no hope, but like very like animals are there's like a whole oh, hour a of this movie time. where animals are being tortured. I had and a I was hard, not okay with oh, it. Oh no, I was I was not okay with this. I had a hard time switching gears to being like, haha, we're supposed to be laughing now. And I'm like, what did we just watch? There's yeah, a walrus 100%. with wheels instead of its mm-hmm. tail. Like, this is not okay. Yeah. Um, all, uh, I did. It, it, it's so funny, like uh, the sort of like the meta aspect of watching these movies. Because watching this, knowing that it's a Disney production, uh, but also like I couldn't help but uh, that, that those, those sequences really invoked Sid's toys from Toy Story for me. And I just thought that like it's such a, I just think that's such a cool. I it's such a cool thing that we have those layers in yeah. like while watching these movies. I think it just makes. The, the the experience so much richer like I just liked that it really invoked that for me I thought that was really cool oh, I had the same um, emotional reaction that I did when yeah. I was a kid and I watched Toy Story I was creeped yeah. out man there's something <laughs> yeah. in your lizard brain that just looks at it and just goes like, oh, that's, that's not right not okay yeah a hundred percent um I yeah so I uh no one dies in this movie but it was still a very emotionally harrowing movie um mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket kind of sits his story kind of sits at the center of this movie and kind of how he was created. And um, it kind of fits into, I think, the, the theme of this movie, and I think this is why you can't kill any of these characters, really, is because the theme of this movie seems to be, like, going home and, and owning who you are and where you come from. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of these characters, if not all of them, the reason they joined up and became Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy is because they were all running from some kind of thing that they, some unresolved thing from childhood or their home life and just kind of they found a new home with each other but a lot of those things that they were running from are unresolved and I think this movie was about resolving those things and tying off those loose ends and so I really appreciated it for for what what it accomplished because all these characters were on an arc a three movie arc and the arcs came to a close and I think they did in really beautiful ways that felt justified by the script and weren't just like shoehorned in you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. and especially they did a good job reacting to the events that these characters have been through through all Mm -hmm. of the other movies that they not just the Guardians movies but like you know um, Endgame and and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. 100% yeah Yeah. I think um, yeah I think this movie was great what'd you think of uh, the High Evolutionary as a villain um I loved uh, Chukwudi Iwuji's mm-hmm. performance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah, he's great. He he's was great. great. He was awesome. Yeah, he's also um, really good in Peacemaker too. No, um, he is. He yeah, he's he's great. He reminds me of what it would be like to have, and this is what it's supposed to be: have like a manic, abusive parent. For sure, yeah. Like an unmedicated, bipolar, high manic, like sliding parent, and it, and because it's May, and because mental health awareness, like because I have bipolar too, it hits some, it hits some areas, like you know, for me, yeah, yeah, that was a little uncomfortable. 
Um, yeah, totally. But I, I liked the performance, and um, I just had one question. If he can force gravity, push people, and crush them with his mind, why does he use guns? Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, there's there's a few there's a few questions like that that I think um, some of them are I think are just like um, filmic choices that aren't necessarily logically sound, but they make sense emotionally and they make sense character wise. Like, yeah. for instance, I had a question. I went and saw this with um, my buddy Ben, and I was like, if the high evolutionary can like, if he has all this technology and to like. Uh, evolve creatures and, and all this like really fantastical technology but like he can't properly fix his face like he wears this weird mask yeah <laughs> and i was like logically it doesn't make sense but i think for the character it makes sense because my read of that is that this guy's fundamental flaw is that he he he's unhappy with himself and rather than fixing what's broken in him he 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 redirects that frustration with himself at everything else around him and tries to like quote unquote perfect things but the the work he needs to do the most is on himself yeah and he just ignores that and i so it makes sense like cinematically as to like why he just not nah, just just put a mask over it it's fine you know what yeah. i mean like as opposed <laughs> to like no let cuz that's it's like a it's like a physical symbol symbol of him not working on himself and trying to work on everyone right. else so i got it but at the same time it's like come on like he couldn't come up with a better solution you know yeah, what i mean right yeah <laughs> than just the robocop face stripped yeah. stretched over you know um but no like, I, I i actually we have fake skin in this universe in this yeah, reality i exactly. guarantee you they have something else that'll like that you know they have 100%. med packs that'll grow your stuff back why does he yeah. have a skeletor face no idea. I like um, the point. I like the point it made, and I yeah. like, and I took the same point away as you did. Yeah, where I was like, oh yeah, he's unhappy and he's imperfect, so he needs to yeah. fix the world around him to feel like he's important. I know yep. a few people like that. Hundred um, percent. Focus your shit inward, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Be the um, change you want to see, bro. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, I loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. great. Um, I was wondering the entire time if it was a mask or not, you yeah. know. And so mm-hmm. that's when when I saw the tabs, I was like, "Is that a mask?" Like, right. And then I saw Rocket Claw's face up. I was like, "Ah, like how bad could it be?" And then it was like, "Oh, so bad." Right. And I like that they don't. They weren't super. Um, they weren't super ham-fisted about it. They don't like. They don't spend a whole lot of time like forcing you to wonder, "Ooh, what happened to this guy's face?" No. It's just kind of subtle. Like you see flashbacks to where Rocket is like a baby and his face is normal. You're like, "Oh, uh, okay, that's interesting." So he didn't always look like this. Okay, what? Uh, and then you just kind of are left to just. You know, it doesn't really yeah. like force you to like. You know what I mean? I kind of like that about it. It was pretty subtle. Yeah, um, I thought it was more him evolute like his personal evolution led him right. to look like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I thought it was everything. I thought the creature design in this movie was amazing. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I wish... So, the one thing that I think this movie was missing in terms of the villain, I would have liked to understand a little bit more why he was motivated this way. Yeah, I would um, too. And I, I bet think you there they was just like scenes. one. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they just had to cut it for time, but... I, I, I think the movie could have used one scene where we where we see why he's motivated to specifically with like animals and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like if you think if you think you want to create a perfect species why not start with humanity and trying to evolve them well um, I think that's what we see him 
doing is it's a slow progress well to us it seems to it is quick in terms of like evolution goes but like right. as he develops these new things and these new batches that's when we have like the children at the end you know what i mean like oh, he's trying to perfect so he was he he's was building from the ground up you know yeah, trying to okay. you know play around got as you. god got you okay that makes sense yeah i, I kind of wish we would have had some kind of scene showing like why he's so motivated yeah. to do this um, I think it needed that, especially especially because um, his performance goes to some very big places, which I was a fan of because I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. But I feel like had I understood his motivation a little bit more, I think those scenes would have landed much harder for me um, because he, he's killing it. Um, oh. But I, I, I think um, script-wise, uh, I think we needed a little bit more of like, well, why is he motivated to behave this way? Um, and so, yeah, I think it needed that. But yeah, he's bad, I, I liked him but as why? Yes, like, exactly. What makes him a bad guy? Totally, yeah. totally. Like, what made him d- d- go into this, like, do this whole thing? Yeah. Um, so I think we needed something like that. But I, I liked him as, as a villain. I think he was a very strong, uh, a strong villain. I think he was the villain this movie needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, what else? Um, what did you think of Adam Warlock in this movie? I loved him. Yeah. Me too. And every time great. he showed up, I was like, oh, make me laugh. <laughs> yes. He's great. I love um, his portrayal of this, like, big, like, he's a man child because he's still a, a baby. He hasn't yeah, fully he, like, developed in the brain. Yeah. Yes, he just <laughs> yeah. hatched. So he's kind of this, like, idiot toddler with, like, yeah. superpowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was great. I thought his his performance is, um, his performance was really great. Um, and then, you know, James Gunn's, you know, delicate hand with the humor and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. really rode the line. And I thought it was really great. I thought uh, Adam Warlock worked. He was, I mean, he was scary when he needed to be. Like the the we, I feel like we haven't seen the 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 full entirety of his power set no. yet. Uh, and and, no. and and even in that, like he would, you can tell, like one on one, he would obliterate any of the the, the guardians. And I think that oh. that's that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I thought it was great. I want to see his full power set. Like, let's get an Adam 100%. Warlock movie now. Hundred um, percent. Like, yeah. ready to I go would, on that, dude. I would love to see this new team do like a Guardians of the Galaxy series on Disney Plus. I think that'd be, that'd be really fun. fun. Do it like basically just do Guardians of the Galaxy is is now Star Trek. Like yeah. basically do the next generation, but like with this crew, they're just going around the galaxy, Planet protecting. Hopping. Yeah, planet hopping, protecting species that are under attack. Like, just do that. I think that would be a great show. Um, and you know some fi- some hijinks and some some relationships ensue, and I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I'd be down. Um, cool. So, uh, what do you think? Of or at least make sort- it a limited series. Yes, I think like that'd be really eight fun. Episode limited run. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, what did you think about sort of the the journey of the Guardians in this movie? Um, um so we got Peter Quill. Uh, basically ending his journey by returning to Earth and, and kind of trying to connect, reconnect with his family. We got Drax becoming the surrogate father of these kids, uh, completing his arc of losing his family. Um, we got Gamora, or not Gamora, Nebula, leading, uh, leading nowhere and kind of being, like having a home now and like being a leader and like lo- and caring for other people in a way that she's never have. Mm-hmm. Um we got Gamora returning home to be with the Ravagers, but also like understanding, even if she's not quote unquote in love with Peter Quill because she's not the same person, which I kind of like that they didn't force that. I was so happy they didn't force that. And to be honest, I literally under my breath, I was like, Peter, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, 100%. Dude, I uh, yes. get it. 
but if you have to understand this is literally not the same person uh-huh. you need to get over it like, yeah, and that's the real arc I think that he goes on, uh, or maybe it's like the it's a sub arc to his character because yeah. he he that that was the most um, I think, and James Gunn he's so good, dude, because that notion of like oh because we were in love before like we should be in love now because I'm yeah. the same person physically and you're the same person physically, no matter what happens we should be in love is a very immature and kind of pie in the sky version of what relationships are like. Oh yeah. And so I'm glad that this movie didn't double down on that and say, no, Peter Quill's right. I think the movie is oh, like, yeah. no, Peter Quill is wrong. And it's not that he's not a likable guy. It's just that relationships are complicated and if someone loses their memory of you, they're not the same person. And I like that the movie in- ended it kind of gave us the ending we needed. She saw what was special about him that would have made her fall in love with him, but the reality is she's just not that person. Yeah. Um and I like that cuz it's a bittersweet but that's life. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the other so, thing too is she's just not the same person spiritually. Like yeah, she's it's a not. completely different Gamora from a completely different timeline. It's like 100%. You, you, this is not you just got to suck it up dude i'm sorry but like yeah be quiet (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i guess let's take the story arcs one by one so what'd you think of peter quill's storyline uh i liked it uh i thought chris pratt really did some lifting as far as acting goes in this in this movie um which i was very i was like all right man cool good Mm -hmm. job um yeah i liked that peter was like i need to take some time off and go home and now it's just him and his grandpa chilling yeah. So I'm like, that's, that's gonna so be crazy. fun. Yeah. Um uh yeah. So I like his hair in this too. I his hair, the was, hair great. was cool. His hair was, was great, hair. the costumes were great. Yeah. Um yeah, it was all awesome. I love that they were finally in like the matching Guardians costumes from the comics uh-huh. and all that stuff. That made me happy when they rolled I out didn't- like that. I did miss, and I understand thematically why they didn't necessarily bring it back, but I did miss the Star Lord helmet. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, me too. He, he, he never put that on. Or I the jump boots. He didn't have his little rocket boots. Why didn't he have his boots. rocket boots? I have no idea. Oh, because then he would have been able to jump out the window and make the gap and not be frozen <laughs> and succeed. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think he didn't have that stuff because the script needed him to not have it. Yep. But, um, That's exactly I did, why he didn't have it. I was like, dude, <laughs> he would have no, like From what we've seen about Star-Lord, he's going to have a jetpack or jump boots and like and the, the helmet. Like he's yeah. like He's not stupid. Yes. Um, so I, I, I did miss that. And I just, I like the look of the helmet. Like, I just missed that <laughs> kind of aesthetic from cool. it. It's a very cool helmet. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed his arc. I thought it was great. Um, I thought he, after spending a couple movies, like not Guardians movies, but other movies that Peter Quill has showed up in, he, he kind of has been portrayed as kind of like a, like a, like a goof. Yeah. And I like that in this movie, he kind of got some of his, he got his competence and his badassery back. Yeah, um, and I, I was very happy to see like the smooth, like criminal que- Peter Quill, like the guy who grew up as a criminal. You know what I mean? Like 100%. doing his thing yeah. in space. It's like cool. Like you're supposed to be the Han Solo of this movie. Like, yeah, let's do mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he got he got some of that back. I think that was important to his character. Yeah. Um, okay, what about let's talk about Drax? What Drax. do you think about Drax in this uh, movie? Love Drax. Uh, I loved that they. I loved the moment when Mantis was yelling at Nebula about Drax, and she was like, mm-hmm. "It doesn't matter if he's stupid; he makes us laugh, and he loves us." Yeah, and I, I thought like, Mantis. 
Yeah, I thought Mantis was great in this movie. We'll get to her in a second. Uh, I, I, yeah, I loved Drax in this movie. I thought he was used the perfect amount, mm-hmm. uh, the perfect amount of comedy, but also the perfect amount of, uh, of, of heart. I thought he was great. Uh, Dave Bautista is great in this role. I think he, uh, I'm pretty sure he is a father in real life, and, and, and that energy comes through in this movie. Like oh, He is just yeah. a great dad. When he was interacting with that group of kids, I was looking and I was like, that is a man that has children because he knows exactly how to interact with that age group and exactly what to do to make them laugh. Yeah, he, he and, and, and he is kind of like the, what, like sort of the, the, uh, spiritual stereotype of a dad is is like he's he's very dangerous and menacing and big and like is a protector, but also is just like none of that is terrifying to the people he cares about. Exactly, and I think that's just like the prototypical figure like of the father, and I think he's just he's great at it. Yeah, he nails it. He does such a good um, job. Yeah, I think Dave Bautista is great. He crushed it. I think this role is like, I think he's one of the sort of like. Uh, I think Dave Bautista and his casting in this is kind of like the one. He's one of the unsung heroes, I think, of this movie mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, because I, I think that character is such a specific tone and such a specific. He brings a lot of Dave Bautista to that role, and it, I think it, it with any other actor, it would be less of a performance. You know what I mean? Agreed. Uh, I, it, yeah. So I think he's great in this. I love that he's now sort of like the father figure to these kids. I think that's perfect. I, I think it's great. I love Drax. Um. Uh, what about Rocket? Let's talk about Rocket. He's sort well, of the obviously central Rocket figure is the central figure of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket. Uh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. 100%. Uh, it. Uh, every time they kept going back to the cages, I was like, "No, I don't. I'm. I don't want to go back." <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not ready. This is not fun. This is not a fun Mm -hmm. part of the movie. (laughs) Like, yeah, um, yeah. It uh, it really it punches you, man. It punches you right in the heart, and you know it takes you right up to that edge of where it gives you just a little bit of hope that they're gonna get out, Mm -hmm. and then it just takes it all away. And I was like. I can't. <laughs> like after that, I was like, "Yeah, I uh, I want you to kill this guy." Like, yeah. like most Marvel villains, I take like the Batman approach, where I'm just like, eh, "Lock him up, like lock him in, you know, some yeah. mystical like prison." I'm like, "No, High Evolutionary is one of those. He's one of those characters that I'm like, we just need to not have him around." And there's something specifically, especially evil about doing what he was doing to animals. Yes. Um, because before we even get to like the sci-fi element of like he was giving them a consciousness and like and and then and then using and then once they became conscious continued to torture them yeah yes that's unethical and immoral and and but that's a sort of like bigger more philosophical sci-fi things mm-hmm. i think what he was doing is so evil just on the sense of like animals animals are innocent yeah like and and i think um him robbing the innocence of these animals is just such a is such a an ugly thing to do that like it just really was heavy it was really mm-hmm. heavy to watch and i think uh the rocket character it, it, that yeah man it's such a heavy character because it reminded me a lot of like and go with me here uh uh it reminded me a lot of like rocket felt like his story just invokes a lot of like 
it, inv- it it resonates with me in the same way that like when you hear stories of like child molestation. Yeah. Uh, in a way, or because heavy it, it, abuse. It, yes, because the 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 um, it's the robbing of the innocence that is like the real like human tragedy there mm-hmm. that I think, and it makes the idea that Ro- why Rocket hates being called a raccoon so much like so much more sad because mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't want to be called a raccoon because raccoons are innocent creatures that are just doing what they do they're just part of the world they're innocent but he was robbed of that yeah. uh in the in the same way that like adults of abuse or adults of you know sexual assault or something like that as children are often um are often have traumatic relationships with the idea of being a child Mm-hmm. I, I think he has the he has the same thing, but about being a, a normal raccoon, and I think it was just such a tragic thing to watch unfold because you're like I, you you get the character so much more. You're like I get mm-hmm. why he's so angry. You get why he's so um, uh, 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 such a lone wolf. Like you get why he doesn't want to be a raccoon. He doesn't want to be called a raccoon. He hates it um, more than anything. I think that is like. Uh, you you understand that character so much more when you understand the trauma of what he went through, and um, I thought I thought that anchoring this movie around that was a bold choice mm-hmm. um, because it is not a very kid friendly movie in that way. No, I think that's some one kids, thing. When AJ kids, asked me, some, she, was, yeah. she was like, "What did you think?" I was like, "I am waiting to see all of the parents <laughs> that don't understand art forms or the fact that comic yeah. book movies aren't always for kids complain about mm-hmm. this movie for it being." too scary it's like is it too scary or does it have a message Mm -hmm. that makes you uncomfortable yeah Um, and if it does that's fine just don't go see it yes and also realize that not every comic book thing is for kids yeah like these were like this is the thing that that parents don't understand like these are the stories that i was reading like not this because i didn't really read guardians of the galaxy but like marvel has always been character arc forward dc's always been like event kind of driven Mm-hmm. But Marvel, for the most part, really tries to anchor its characters in character-driven stories, and mm-hmm. so they go deep and they go places, and they, you know, they make you ask questions and stuff like that. And that's what people don't understand that comic books, something that comic books as an art form, have been doing for a very long time, and they don't mm-hmm. always tell kid-friendly stories, especially in the '90s. Uh, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was very violent and dark, and um, you know mm-hmm. all of that, especially the X Men, um, mm-hmm. and I also love the '90s because every they felt the need to give every X Man, new X Man, like a giant laser cannon, and I'm like, but why? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I love '90s X Men. It's so good. Yeah, La- um, lasers were cool in the '90s. Lasers, for some laser <laughs> cannons in Marvel were like the thing in the '90s. Yeah. That's when mm-hmm. Cable came out and like Bishop mm-hmm. and like all this. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Um, but. I totally forgot where I was at. Uh, you were talking Brain about um, kids. Uh, mo- oh yes, not everything kids, is for yeah, kids. This is not, yeah. Well, yes, and I was just going to say, like you know, comic books haven't always been for kids. They've been an art form for children, even though they always haven't told children-friendly stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah, and that's just something that people I think need to understand is that yeah, most of the stuff that Marvel's going to put out is going to be kid and family friendly, but you got to be on like the good ones. They're not mm-hmm. for your kids. Yeah, and, you know, and and I think unless you have a really emotionally mature child, in which case I'm right. like, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I think thematically, um, 
you had the you know as the filmmaker you had to make a choice with this movie mm-hmm. because if you're going to have these characters confront the things from their past that they need to confront those things are not kid friendly like no. they're very heavy they're they're life and death they're very emotional and so i i i applaud james gunn for having the boldness and i mean honestly let's uh, you know while we're here let's applaud disney uh to a much lesser extent but let's applaud disney for allowing james gunn the leeway to make the movie he wanted to make because uh, yeah. by all intents and purposes, it seems that he was able to make the movie that he wanted to make. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn uh, 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 is, you know, as we know, very active on Twitter. And had he had a tough time making the movie he wanted to make, I, I think we would have known know about, about it. it. Um, Especially so with I, him, like, going over yeah. to D.C., we would yes. 100% know about it. So what is he going to do? He's going to be like, what, yeah, are you exactly. going to fire me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to finish this movie without me. And 100%. also, I don't care to listen to you so like i it's almost like he put them in a position where they're like i I guess we just have to let him do what he wants yeah (laughs) yeah i mean and i think they're they are better off for it um and i hope this is a lesson to them uh, about movies in the future i do too especially this made me happy with marvel again like it made me i was like oh i can't wait to see more marvel like the other ones i'm like yeah it's marvel but yeah it wasn't good like totally you know with this one i was like i was this made me glad to go to the movies and made me happy to see Marvel again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think Disney, I agree with you, Disney needs to listen to that and let and start finding not not like, I don't know, not like Oscar winning, like auteur like directors. Yeah. No, not that. Because that's what they <laughs> tried with like Chloe Zhao and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, don't do that. But yeah. like, find people like James Gunn, people that know comics, love comics, have their mm-hmm. own sense of style yep. and their own like you know, their very specific way of the way they like to do things mm-hmm. and just let them make the movie. Yep. Like <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like I, like I, it I, yeah, I always totally yields agree. a better we get I mean, it always yields a better product. Yeah, I mean, uh uh you know, switching to the other side with DC for a second, I think DC, um, I, I, yeah, Marvel could take a lesson from DC in that because yeah. I think DC is is trying to do that now. We saw it with Matt Reeves' uh, Batman. I think we're seeing it with um, uh, Andy Machete's uh, um, Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just let get out of the way. Let the filmmakers make the movies they want to make, and you'll be better off for it, yeah. I think, is is what we're learning here. As long as you can make sure that it ties... Uh-huh. If you have to do a big universe build around it, as long as you can make sure that it ties in to the mm-hmm. thing, who cares what adventure they take these guys on? Yeah. Like, I, uh, quick quick note about The Flash, uh, from what I've been hearing about it. Um we already know we've been hearing it's really good. Um, you know, people have people from within the ranks of DC have been saying it's the you know it's the best DC movie to the, to date. Um, I I have no uh, uh, I have no reservations about it being great. I think the movie is going to be great. I love the trailer. I think the trailer is um, has just enough moments in it that are like yeah, this is going to be an amazing movie. Especially with a lot of the Batman stuff. I think the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Michael Keaton Batman stuff, uh, I think I'm really happy to see because the Michael Keaton 80s Batman movies are, are good, but they suffer f- a lot from what just filmmaking was at the time. And they and suffer I think from the, Tim Burton. 
and they suffer from Tim Burton. With that being said, uh, I think that character uh, and that design and that kind of aesthetic deserves the treatment it looks like it's getting in this Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that shot of the Batwing falling by him and his wings Ejecting spread out, out. Like, yeah, like dude, that like come on, man, like that's With the all I want. Camera movement <laughs> yeah, as it yeah, goes exactly. around, I was like, <laughs> that, what? Like that's that's all I want. You know what I mean? I'm like, ready to watch me. I want to. I'm ready to see that scene where Batman beats the crap out of those guards, dude. Like, 100%. like, let's go, let's go, Keaton. Yeah, like, uh, like Batman combat is so cool to watch. And now that we can do anything with movies, like, I'm really excited to watch it. That whole sequence that seems to be taking place on like some kind of freeway bridge situation with Ben Affleck's Batman uh-huh. looks amazing. Where he like, comes out so- on the bat cycle, comes out yeah. of the back of the yeah, dude. Yeah, and then he uses a grappling hook like at some point. It just. <laughs> Yes, dude, give me this movie. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, that being said, I'm very excited about that movie. I think it's going to be really good. Um, but to get back to uh, Guardians, what did you think of who else we got? Groot. What did you think of Buff Groot? Buff Groot's always great. Groot's always great. Yeah, I think Groot. Was they great. never overuse him. He's always 100%. like a Swiss Army knife there for the team to use. I loved him and uh, Peter Quill's uh, quote escape plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just gonna jump out the window. <laughs> like, uh, I also like that um, there was that sequence where like they're scanning Peter Quill for guns, but they don't squ- scan Groot because yep. he's a tree. He's a tree, uh, and that's their bad because he had all of the guns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when he started like unloading all of them, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved that. I thought Groot was great in this. Um, I like that Groot um, feels. Like his, he, he feels different in each movie, and because he mm-hmm. is a different version of Groot in each movie, basically. And I like that this one feels different from the last one. It feels different from the first one. Uh, I like this version of Groot. I think he's great. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I like I him liked too. It. I was excited to see King Groot at the end. Yeah, I was, that was like, that was oh, awesome. give me that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought that was great. Um, I love his. I love the, the little bit that they were doing with Gamora, where this Gamora doesn't know what he's saying. Yes, <laughs> they're like, you guys are just making that up, right? And then the moment at the end where she uh, mm-hmm. finally understands him, I thought landed really, really, really yeah. well. Um, James Gunn knows how to hit you right in the feels. Oh, dude, like yeah, he's so good. Every at it. time he's like, oh, do you want to cry at the movies? No, well, that's not an option. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, James Gunn is he's 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 a master filmmaker at he's this point. So good. Um, what else? What other characters we got? I'm excited um, to see what movie he gets an Oscar for. Oh, 100 percent. Um, yeah, he needs one. He needs that recognition. Um, Gam- uh, Nebula. What do you think of Nebula in this movie? A lot yeah. more to do in this movie than a lot she's had. More to in other do than movies, she's had before. Sure. I thought she was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know. I didn't she didn't have she didn't really go on a big arc for me where I was like, Ooh, right. okay. Like yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. She was great. Yeah, I thought she was great. She's um, there to kick ass. Yes, hundred percent. She's there to be the yeah, she's there to be the ass kicker. She's there to be the sort of the the neutral party who's just here to like kick ass. And I thought she was great at that. Um I think uh yeah, I I love the relationship that um that her and and Gamora have now where they're yeah. kind of like there's a mutual respect for each other now. I like the little grunt that they yeah. do at each other. I thought that was adorable. Um I don't know whoever came up with that is just like kudos to them. It was probably James Gunn, but it just it was so um uh it's a it was such a very cinematic way to kind of like 
tell you everything you need to know about their relationship without having to revisit all of it. Yes, it was just kind of like, hey, we used to hate each other. Now we have a mutual respect and love for each other. And we're never going to be buddy, 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 best friends. But we are what we are. And that's fine. Call me if you need me. Yes. All of that communicated in just a... You know yeah. what I mean? I thought that was great. I thought that was so good. I love um, that. I love the line when um, that this made me laugh when um, uh-huh. Gamora was talking to Nebula and uh, Quill finds out that Nebula's been talking to her like behind his back. He's like, "You've been talking to her." She's like, "Yeah, because I knew you'd get weird." He's like, I said. "Yeah, I said, I said. yeah." <laughs> Yeah, they were great. I think uh, Karen, Karen Gillan, uh, Nebula feels like um, Chris Pratt's kind of older sister in this, and yeah. I think she's great in that role. Um, yeah, she's great. Uh, I wouldn't have minded if she was the leader of the new Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy team. Oh, I, I think, think it great. makes sense that it's Rocket, but I think uh-huh. she would have done a great job as well. Uh, she's great. Uh, she's Yeah, I, I like that character. She's, she's fun. I'm glad she's still around. Um who else we got? Um, what do you think about Mantis? Mantis. That's exactly where I was going. Mantis next. was great. I She's loved great in this. Mantis. Palm Clementif is amazing in that role. Yes. she plays it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, she was given a lot more to do in this movie. Everybody was, which I think was what made this. Yeah, movie but so, I was so glad special. that she mm-hmm. was given more to do. You know what I mean? Because it'd be easier. 100%. It's easy to give Quill and Rocket and Drax, and you know what I mean? Because she's mm-hmm. kind of. We just met her last movie. She hasn't really been, a, excuse me, part of the team all that long. But like, mm-hmm. it was nice to see that they gave her some agency and some free will and the ability to push back and be like, "Hey," quite literally, to mm-hmm. other characters, like I'm a character too. Yeah, and she literally like is uh I think her and, and 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 Drax are basically like kind of the emotional kind of heart of the team. Yeah. And I think she I mean, she literally her character is there to kind of make the argument for that being necessary. And I think that that's her her I think if any character in this movie is the voice of James Gunn, I think it is her. Um because she's arguing to include the elements of these movies that I think a lot of superhero movies don't have. Um, They don't have a sense of humanity and heart to them. The less successful superhero movies don't have a sense of heart that like really connects you or grounds you to the characters. Uh, And I think it was just, it's a good sentiment to just put into the world. Like outside of movies, it's just a great, and I think James Gunn fundamentally understands this about, uh, filmmaking and about art and just in general about the world like the world is better off having people in it that make us laugh and spread hope and cheer yeah um, agreed and I think and it's so man it's all coming full circle because um, we, I had a really cool uh, I kind of glossed over it earlier because I know we had a lot to talk about in this movie but uh, we had a really cool Herald night last night with my team I really feel like we uh, this was our third show um, uh, on Herald night at UCB and we just had a really cool moment, I think, of bonding where I think a lot of people on the team were um, had been, I don't want to put extras on it, but I think a lot of people on the team had been like, still had like new team jitters. Because my team is special because, uh, uh, or unique because we are one of, I think, we might be the only team or one of two Herald teams that are completely people, made up of people who are new to Herald Knight. Oh, and okay. so there's been some like new Herald jitters and stuff like that. But I think last night was like a, we had a cool bonding experience, just like it was a, one of the team members birthday. And we just kind of had like a moment before the show. And um, my buddy Andres, who's on the team, 
uh, who's phenomenal, super funny guy. He's doing the the JFL Just for Last Festival. He's a very very funny guy. Um, he he carries in his wallet um, a a a little folded up piece of paper. He carries what is called the clown's prayer. And it was something that uh, it's a quote that in the original author of the quote has been lost to time or whatever. Um, but he got it from he's a huge Chris Farley fan. Mm. And Chris Farley used to read it to uh, the crew at SNL before every show. Uh, and it's so it, cool. And it's basically I'll, I'll paraphrase, but it basically says that, like, we we as clowns, we as performers, we as comedians, um, essentially have a have a, one of the most important roles in life because we we literally give of ourselves so that others are happy and that's an important thing to have in the world uh and in the the, the 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 poem or the, the the actual thing is much more eloquent than that but that's like right. the, th- the thesis of it and i think this movie just gets that like mm-hmm. And I think the cynical way to look at this movie, if you want to be cynical about Guardians 3, you can be. There's plenty. Sure. Uh, there are some very goofy uh, design elements, uh, like the spacesuits uh, with the Nathan Fillion characters, stuff like that. <laughs> I, All of that. I, I loved, loved those. Yeah, like, I love that organic, stuff. Like, like that's exactly what an organically grown, 100%. like armored suit would look like. It's just this big bulbous. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Looks like a callus. Yes. I think all of that is important because let's be honest, Guardians, if you're like a very like hard line fan of like certain kinds of superheroes, like if you only like Batman or if you only like the main line Avengers or if you only like what Spider-Man or whatever, um, you could and you don't have a lot of experience with things that are like a little bit more quirky from the superhero comic book world, you might not you might be very quick to be dismissive of something like guardians because it is kind of hokey and kind of like silly, uh, from like an aesthetic point of view. But I think it's important to have opportunities to just laugh at stuff and just enjoy stuff. And just like, dude, I can't wait to go watch fast 10 and just like love it. You know what I mean? Cause the world is better when you just love stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what I've learned as I've gotten older, man. Like I've gotten to this point, like I hit it probably around like my mid thirties where I was just like, I'm done with being like divisive. Now, granted a couple episodes, I was like, I hate Wes Anderson and me. I was being (laughs) a little bit vitriolic. I don't hate the man. I just, it's not my favorite. I find his quirkiness to be weird and a bit put on, but um, that's just my opinion. But again, like I say that with the full ability to go, but if you like Wes Anderson, good on you. I love that you love Wes Anderson, you know? Like Like, love, yeah, I love that you love that. Like, it's not for me, but I love that you love that, you know? Like, it's great. If you're obsessed with Wes Anderson, good, you know? And I will die for your right to love Wes Anderson. I will fight for your right to love Wes Anderson because we all have the thing that, like, we all have the thing that we used to love when we were kids that, like, we got made fun of and then we tucked it away somewhere and we kept it, like, for me, it was comic books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the love of nerd culture stuff because I didn't live in a very tolerant or forward-thinking town in the 80s and 90s. And so it, you know, um, I was taught to put that away and to not like that kind of stuff and that that's, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, all this stuff. Like, that's not what you do. And um, now I'm like, I've wasted so much time just not enjoying the things that I enjoy that I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay like i'm just gonna like stuff and if i like it great and if i don't that's great too but you know again 
if someone gets on me, like I had someone make fun of me for, I mentioned that I played D&D and they were like, oh, that nerd shit. And I was like, look, man, if you don't like it, cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you don't, I was like, I have news for you. You don't have to play it. Not at all. <laughs> I was like, but maybe take the energy that you're using to like hate something that just exists in the world and isn't going anywhere and put it towards some, some other positive <laughs> way. Like, like exactly. Why are you dogging like, on me, man? Like, yeah, like, totally. No, I do. Totally. Um, yeah, I dude, I like honestly like I'm trying to think of other uh I mean a couple more things we can touch on I guess just kind of broad strokes. Uh what do you think of the action in this? Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing as far as camera movement and action goes was the scene at the end when they were stuck in the hallway and it was oh, moving yeah. with each character and like I was yes. like that is cool because a we haven't really seen that before because that really is a that's a perfect scene lesson, breakdown lesson of how to mm -hmm. map out an action sequence. Yes. Like on screen. And I was 100%. like, that's perfect. And it really... Because you know I'm action... persnickety about my action sequences. Yes, like, 100%. I'm very persnickety about my action sequences. Yes. Like, you got to... You need to know what you're doing or don't do it at all. Like, and 100%. He, he nailed it, man. I was like, that is a textbook case of how to break down a fight scene. And like, yeah. make sure everybody has their moment, especially when you're doing mm -hmm. a group. Make sure everybody has their moment. Make sure the mm -hmm. villains are equally matched. Make sure the... It's everything's moving and it's fluid. And you see people in the background, but we're focusing on this person for right now. It was so good. Yeah, the group dynamic was was I think what really soared for me in the action uh, the action sequences, especially that hallway scene. Like, not just yeah, everyone got their licks in. Everybody got a, ch a moment to shine. But the there were some really in, like creative ways that like the they fought together that I mm -hmm. think was really cool. Like that sequence, that like shot where. Um, Rocket is on Groot's like appendage and it's kind of like going down the hallway and it providing like a, a way for like Rocket to attack people on the way and he's yeah. kind of surfing it and like surfing on the arm that's so, like going down yeah, yes was so, so cool, good man like all of that stuff is like very 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 cool the uh, the thing where like Peter Quill and 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 Groot were fighting together and Groot kind of like puts a bunch of branches down to shield Peter Quill and Peter Quill yes. pops out the other side of Groot. Like all of that stuff is just great, man. It's like, so good. It's just... That's what I love about Groot is they use him as what he is. He's a support character. Yes. Like 100%. he's perfect, man. Like, and I yeah. love, yeah, I love the way that they're all interacting with each other or like, you know, like what was it? Like Nebula grabbed something, like grabbed one and like threw it behind her and then Drac like was like already there with his <laughs> knives just like like right you know yeah Dude, yeah it was it was so effective i thought the action like it felt like there were stakes uh it felt mm -hmm. violent but not it felt violent but not like gratuitous like no. it wasn't like oh my god why are we what why are they doing <laughs> this Drac like, just yeah. crushed that guy's skull on screen yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly um yeah i thought it was just oh the action was so i think it just delivered exactly what we needed it wasn't too over the top because so much of the stakes of this movie are this and this is the point i wanted to make i'm glad we, we ended up here this movie was so refreshing to me because the stakes of the movie were purely emotional yes it wasn't oh no there's a giant laser in the sky that's no. going to destroy the universe nope no it literally was the emotional stakes are we got to save our friend and then once they save our friend we have to complete our storylines and for and luckily because this movie is well written one of the main ways we're going to tie up these storylines for one of our characters is by defeating the bad guy. Right. It's like, it seems so simple, but it's like, you wouldn't believe how hard that must, that apparently is for movies to do. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Marvel movies and superhero movies in general, to me, are like breakfast food. 
It's yeah. very easy to make, but it's mm-hmm. also extremely easy to screw up. Uh, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> like, yeah, they're easy yeah. to make. You can make a superhero movie. Yeah. Hell, Sylvester Stallone man made one called Samaritan. He sure made a superhero movie. Was it good? <laughs> no. Yeah. Because it's no, easy a, to screw up. Like, that's there are a elements, really good analogy. Yeah, there are elements. Take it. Steal it. Please. Cite, yep. me, cite me on it. I would love that. Um, yes. 100%. I would like that to be the new ser- the new saying about comic book movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like breakfast food. It's like breakfast food. Um, I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. It, it had a lot, this movie had, while just taking us on a really fun ride, had mm-hmm. a lot to say about the state of movies in general mm-hmm. and specifically mm-hmm. superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And, Yeah, and I think it really proves once again why you need to have an emotional center at the heart of every superhero movie. Because the thing that I also ex- extremely appreciated was, like you said, is yes, the mission is to save their friend. I love that. Like some movies would be like, no, the mission is to save the planet, and we're gonna let Rocket die because he would totally be fine with letting himself die in the face of all these mm-hmm. people. And I go, yeah, that might be true, but the Guardians are focusing on something completely different. Right? Like, they're not, not gonna the let their friend. That planet, that's not the story we're that's telling. That's a shame. Exactly. That's a mm-hmm. big shame, and I'm certainly sorry that it happened, and my heart goes out to all those millions of people that are dead, mm-hmm. but there was nothing we could do. However, what I can do is save my friend. Yes, and that's the story we're telling. And I mm-hmm. loved it because, like, yes, there is a there is a superhero story out there where the goal of that movie is to save that planet from sure. being destroyed. It's but every Superman not... movie ever. <laughs> exactly. But that's not what this movie is. No. and. And it takes a very confident, but like, it takes a very sure-handed director uh, to uh, to stick with his guns on that kind of decision. His because James it is guns. a bold choice. His James guns. Uh, it is a bold choice to be mm-hmm. like, no, this movie is not about about any stakes that are larger than what these characters are going through. And that's what and the Guardians deal with. Yes, hundred percent. I love it. I love that they saved um, the planet in the first one. Mm-hmm. But that was only because they were like, we have to kick Ronan's ass, and that's just kind of a secondary yeah. thing is saving yes. the planet. Um, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, second one was all about dads. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third one's all about an abusive parent parental relationship and mm-hmm. just a sense of profound loss. Yep. And I yeah, think I, it's great, you know? I thought this movie was... Um, it's not perfect. No. Um, but I think this movie is phenomenal. And it's I'm close. so glad it's, it's... It's very close. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's so well done on every mm-hmm. level. Um, this, the the, um, the CGI is all great in this movie. There was nothing in it. I'm like, it oh, that's kind of wonky. Everything is beautiful. Everything in this movie looks photoreal and, 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 and great. Uh, and, 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 and really well realized. Um Everything, yeah, it just there was a lot of love and time and money put into this movie, and you can mm-hmm. tell. I loved Craglin. I loved Craglin's all the side awesome. characters and stuff. Craglin, his journey with the with the whistle thing, Obi Wan Kenobi moment was. Yeah, I, yes, I was exactly. like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's great in this. Um, I love Cosmo the dog. Cosmo um, the dog was great. All of it's great. Made dude. me this feel movie... bad for calling. Is she in here? No, she's not. It made me feel calling feel bad for calling Charlie a bad dog the other day. <laughs> It's like, You're I'm like, a monster. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I thought that was great. I love their dynamic. I thought, yeah, it was, fa- it was fantastic. Uh, the movie's great. Um, I, no notes for me. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, 
Anything else you want to say about it? I will. This is probably one of the. This is going to go in this very select section of Marvel movies where I look forward to watching them every time I watch them. Hundred percent. I think yeah. this movie is going to be one of those. Yeah, this is definitely one I will come back to. I can't wait will to I watch, watch it, it again. all the time. No, no, because it's emotionally draining. No, because I don't want to wreck myself every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes but I need to watch Winter Soldier where the guys just punch things. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and run real fast. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is definitely one I will come back to. Uh, it, yeah. It's such a yeah. I lo- I loved it. I loved this movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, I, it's yeah, it's one of those. AJ was like, "Do I need to see it?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Yes. Yes, you do. But I don't think you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, I uh, I think we we we've said enough. I, I, I think like we have it. Too. I think I think it's great. Um, Derek, thanks uh, again so much for joining me. People can find you online. No, you can find me online. All right, you can find me online at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Derek, thanks again so much for joining me, and we will see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.